Welcome one, welcome all, and welcome back to the 16th episode of the Transform Your Game podcast. I'm Richard, and as it stands, I'm actually the person lucky enough to serve as your host and moderator here today. I've also got one of my wonderful co-hosts joining me. Say hi, Kent. Belligerence was an inside job. He stole that from me. We were talking about that before offline. That was my line. Anyway, <laughs> uh, last week uh, we had the honor of interviewing Wizards of the Coast's own Drew Nolasco, the brand manager for the Transformers TCG and a great guy overall. Uh, we had an awesome time talking to Drew about the recently released Wave 5, Titan Masters Attack, as well as just covering some of the more state-of-the-game type questions that I'm sure were burning in many of your minds as well as ours. Um, I'm sure that our regular listeners were uh, likely very much looking forward to us having the whole crew back and in the normal swing of things. But a slightly different opportunity presented itself to us kind of out of the blue. Um, and as one of the groups blessed to be contributing regularly to the TFTCG community, in addition to our normal focus on strategy, we do see a part of our role being co-stewards with our fellow content creators uh, for the community. Um, and on that note, very recently, a big push for this huge collaboration between said content creators and other constituents of the TFTCG Facebook community was started by the illustrious Bleeped Up Productions YouTube channel. Uh, today, Kent and I will be joined by Bleeped Up Productions' own Lee, a voice many of you have heard before. Uh, Lee, my friend, why don't you uh, greet the good people? How's it going, people? I haven't got anything really quirky to say. Other, I'm just going to say, how's it going? Bawi granawi minibong. There we go. We'll go with that. We'll go with that. Let's go with a nice international greeting because it's uh, early in the morning for me, but I'm uh, happy to be here, guys. Yeah, That's yeah. Awesome. You know, uh, the different the time zone difference is something that I thought was going to be much more difficult to navigate than it ended up being. You seem <laughs> very amenable to us, which I very much appreciate. Yeah, uh, I have a well, uh, just a slide away from Transformers. I'm a huge uh, American sports fan. Like, uh, I'm a huge ice hockey fan and American football. So, this kind of time when I was a younger self of myself, uh, I would stay up and watch uh, your lovely American sports. And then my parents would be like, "Why are you up at four in the morning? You've got school the following day." And I'm like, "But the Islanders are playing, or you know, or whoever I, uh, whoever I'm following at the time." So. Yeah, I'm used to this kind of time. It's easy. All right. Well, well Lee, the, the team over at Bleeped Up, um, you mind if I call it Bleeped Up? I don't know if that's... Yeah, Bleeped okay. Up's perfectly fine. Exactly it. Yeah, that's all it. Right, that's right. fine. Well, you guys are putting together slash hosting this big collaborative effort called the Deck Tech Challenge. We wanted to dig a little deeper into it, if you don't mind. So, Kent, do you want to uh, kick us off on the questions? Sure. So, Lee, uh, again, thank you so much for uh, joining us today. So, the Deck Tech Challenge... What is it exactly? Right, so the Deck Tech Challenge is just a ginormous collaboration of uh, content creators or even people in the community to just basically start playing the TCG, getting people involved uh, and just showing highlights to channels that actually, you know, do content but probably don't get a lot of love, which is kind of, you know, sacrilegious, I think, because there's a lot of people that put a lot of time into doing podcasts, vlogs, blogs videos and you look at them and you just go like man 
they've probably put several hours or even days into this edit and they've only got like 30 or 40 views this should be way more than that so the whole idea for this collaboration was just to get channels that are quite prevalent on youtube and also some of the smaller channels that i like that i enjoy watching and basically go hey let's mortal combat or street fighter this up <laughs> so i decided to put on my uh shang sung beard uh my hayachi wig and uh, just decided to go, hey, why not do a ginormous mega collaboration? And uh, the floodgates opened. It was really cool. We've got 20 uh, content creators, uh, whether they be on the Facebook, uh, whether they're from uh, Kindle Hobbies, uh, Pips and Flips Instagram account, uh, DefTCG, um, uh, Matafo, Deceptor Talk, uh, BVO, you guys. Yeah, you've got like a little foundation going on, <laughs> uh, uh, which is pretty awesome. And obviously the guys at Vector Sigma, powered by Primus. Um, we reached out to other channels as well, but obviously they're doing their own kind of thing as well. But they might uh, step in for the odd challenge here and there for the odd rounds. So uh, it'd be pretty cool to get those guys on as well. So those people listening know who you are and the, f and the door is always open if you wanted to be a part of this. Well, it could be like bonus characters. Exactly. That's why on the uh, selector screen we have a new challenger coming because I know uh, a lot of the guys have uh, their dedicated media guru who is always editing or doing some sort of video and they just invite their friends to basically come and play and they do all the hard work. So uh, yeah, we've left it open for them so uh, they know who they are. So feel free at any point to get in touch and be a part of this amazing mega collaboration we're doing. I gotta say, I love, love, love the... Uh, fighting game theme of the whole mm. thing. Um, I'm huge into fighting games and into that community as well. And, you know, then the fact that it's a throwback um, and you have 20 challengers right now. I, so I guess it makes it yeah. Transformers Street Fighter 2 Super Turbo. Yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> Just keep putting like massive words on the end, like Turbo, Hyper Edition, <laughs> Alpha, you know, Ultimate. Too. Because of the, yeah. the, the mechanical theme, like you could throw in some um, um, like overdrive or something. You could throw in some <laughs> words like that. It'll just hit the, all the all the buzzwords. I'll just hit them all. Exactly. Well, that, well, that's that's what we wanted to do. Like um, Mike and me only did a tester episode, and then Mike and me were talking afterwards, going like, "What if we just open the floodgates?" and asked a few content creators because I think that's one thing a lot of people are scared about on the internet is obviously you're making yourself very vulnerable uh, because you're putting yourself out there to begin with uh, and you're always going to either get people that love you or hate you and then I was like well what's the you know what's the there's nothing bad about just asking a question and because we've collaborated with other people in the past a lot of people have said yeah we would love to do something with you and I was like cool uh, well, I've got this idea and then it just kind of spread like wildfire and uh, it's kind of interesting to see because uh, I put it out in the UK community and we've got a fair few UK uh, members in our fighting ranks, should we say, but uh, you guys in the States, not messing around, like I was like, <laughs> well kind of worried about asking these people because you, you know there's some there's some big names in this you know they're basically you know if, you, if you're going into this as a fighting professional you know okay so we've got like the reigning world champion dan mm -hmm. in this the guy that basically made preceptor which either if you've just heard that name is either made you go yes or threw up a little bit in your mouth <laughs> um you've got stefan 
you know, you've got all these bigwigs in this, in this, in this, uh, you know, in this uh, small pond, should we say? But mm -hmm. I really like it, and and the idea behind it is basically to to get people playing the game and basically look at characters that people might not want to do, but also it's basically to highlight people and their channels. That's all it really is. It's basically like these guys do a podcast or this guy does a blog, but he wants to do this. So yeah, let's get let's highlight those people. Yeah, actually, you know, uh, my um, and I promise our our content, my, my rounds are actually coming in. I know I'm a little bit behind on that. Oh, don't yeah. worry about that. It's fine. They come thick and fast. Trust me. There's some <laughs> days where I just want to relax, and then I open up my Facebook, and I'm just like, "Cool, I was expecting some technical issues, and that's perfectly." fine being the Shang Tsung of this whole tournament, <laughs> but um, I'm perfectly fine with it. Like, I, I knew there's going to be technical difficulties, there's time differences, there's people's schedules and stuff, but the best thing about it is, is uh, what we said at the beginning, there's 20 people, so there's 10 fights in the first round. As soon as, like, they're done, they're going to the editing thing, and round two is going straight in, so we're going to try. Now, this is, this is a bold claim, so we're going to try <laughs> and get two rounds out per week, if we can. If not, it'll be around a week. So obviously you can see that we want to try and grow the game. And obviously with with our channel, we had a bit of a, a hiccup with our hard drive getting corrupted where we lost six months of work. So Ooh. Mike and me, there's going to be illegal battle reports that you'll never ever see where I, I run a 30 star team because for, for ages I thought it was 30 stars and that was fine for some weird reason. Um, and yeah, just loads of really stupid plays. Stuff that will never see the light of day, unfortunately. Some really good deck ideas that unfortunately will not see the light of day. So it basically gave us an idea of where should we take this channel going forward. And like, I love doing miniature games, I love doing board games, and I love doing the TCG. So going forward, we're going to push the Transformers a ton because we absolutely love Transformers. It's a big thing for me in my whole life. And uh, yeah, when it comes back to normal life, I've got stuff lined up for miniature gaming and other stuff like that with other friends who now have seen what I'm doing and where I want to take the channel have said, I would like to help you. So, you know, asking and asking for help and asking just in general can really open up like the floodgates for a lot of things if you're thinking about doing anything out there, uh, if you're listening to this podcast. Yeah, I think one of the things that probably attracted, you know, you said there's so many people who are participating. Um, I'm really enjoying interacting with my first round opponent, Matifer. Uh, not a, not a typically huge YouTube channel, but the guy's awesome. He's from Canada, so there's not a whole lot of ways where we would have connected necessarily otherwise. But I think one of the things that attracted people like us and uh, the other people that are participating in this is that uh, you really look like, I mean, we talked about your perfectionism. Uh, maybe offline, maybe online, I can't actually remember anymore. It's starting to blur together for me. Uh, <laughs> it's perfectly fine. Yeah. It's all good. <laughs> but uh, I think, you know, it's it looks very polished. I love the fighting game aesthetic, just like Kent mentioned earlier. Like, how did that idea come to you that it was the, that's how you wanted to kind of build this out as, as kind of like that format? So the idea for me was, I think I think Dan puts it in because I'm fin I'm finishing off episode three right now. Like episode two is released, you can go out and watch it. Dan versus Corey. I can't believe some of the characters and cards they threw out in the first episode. It's amazing. <laughs> Absolutely love it. Uh, or second episode, so we say. Um, but yeah, it was really interesting trying to figure out how it works. And like, if you think about it, we're all coming from all over the world to basically play a card game. 
whenever you go to a tournament, you're going against everyone else. And the first thing I thought was like, dude, this is like Mortal Kombat. This is like Tekken. This is Street Fighter. This is the stuff I used to play when I was a kid. So then it was just basically going for how can we make it fun? And, you know, it is it is like what you says. If you see like some of the stuff we've done already, you know, it, it does, you know, the nostalgia bell does click a little bit. Like, uh, I have a few friends that are working on, like, literally music for us and stuff like that. And uh, loads of other fun stuff that we're going to do as the tournament progresses. But the whole idea is we want this challenge not to just stay on this channel. Like, we would love for it to stay on this and say, this is our baby. This is amazing. But what we've done is we've we've basically said... We've opened it up for anyone who watches the video, like, you can do this in your local communities, in your local game centers. You can basically go, hey man, I've really got this crappy character and I've got these battle cards for you. Do you want to try and build a deck? Let's try something different instead of, you know, playing the norm, which everyone seems to be, you know, going towards. Because mm -hmm. there is definitely, like, two scenes to any kind of game. You have, like, the casuals and the competitive. And uh, yes, I've dabbled in both, and it's very educational in both as well. But you know, it's just basically to open up uh, a new uh, a new avenue for people to actually look back on, uh, to look back in your binder as well, and just go, wait a minute, what what's this character do again? Oh, wait a minute, he might be good now. I'll throw that to my opponent, or maybe I'll try that out with this person. So yeah, it's just a, a bit of fun, really. I mean, that's actually an interesting point that you bring up. You know. Um, Kent, and, Kent and I and the rest of our, our team over here at Transforming Game, we typically focus on the more competitive side of things, but this sounded like too much fun to pass up for one. Exactly. And number two, yeah. And number two, um, one of the things that we bring up a lot when we're talking about characters, when we're trying to evaluate them, um, is sometimes like this idea that a deck is almost there, right? Maybe when a deck with Windsweeper is almost there, or a de I think in Wave 3, uh, or I guess in Wave 2, like I had this Cars deck idea that was almost there, um, and then Cars took over Wave 3, that wasn't just my idea, but like several different people's iterations. My point is, um, these kind of like, you term it casual gaming, but I think it's more just like exploratory gaming a lot of the time. Mm. Like I think yeah. that's like a, a lot of people's spirit in doing that type of, uh, what if we did it this way? It's very exploratory. They want to find new things. And that's really helpful for people like me who are compulsive deck builders. If you saw the Google Drive that we proverbially mentioned in our, uh, in our podcast episodes, you would be taken aback. And also, 75% of those lists suck. They are terrible. Um, well, you've got to start somewhere, haven't you? That's, that's <laughs> yeah. the one thing I think when it comes to any game, especially with the Transformers, I think you can always look and go, it's got to start somewhere. And I think that's the one thing, uh, I can say it, uh, one of our lovely cohorts, D, took a little bit of time away from the game. Wasn't mm -hmm. wasn't uh, enjoying it as much as he used to. Uh, mm -hmm. The leap from wave two to late uh, to wave three really like got him down a little bit. Like he was really excited about playing combiners, and combiners were a really good point in wave three, uh, wave two, I thought. And uh, then wave three happened, and they kind of took a backseat, and they didn't get a lot of love. And the stuff that D really liked playing really was just kind of pushed to the side, and it just kind of took him out of the the game a little bit as well with the idea of deck building and stuff like that because not everyone's into 
the whole idea of deck building. Like some people struggle with it. It's you know it's a thing. Uh, but now he's back. He's back. He's he's had some time off. Um, he's been getting cards on and off since uh, since not playing the game. Uh, but he's he's determined to play uh, a lot of fun stuff. And the one thing he told me was he wanted to be a part of this series because he wanted to get back into the game. And why not go back through? the old cards and have a little bit of fun and meet new people and and see what uh, the game holds for him now and I think that's a, a really good thing about this challenge is uh, people who have probably just stepped away for a small amount of time and kind of curious about getting back into it like or even starting like the new wave is perfect like it is such a good jumping on point sure you might need to go back and get a few of the older cards or whatever but Wave 5 is a really good jumping on point and uh, yeah I think because we're now five sets in and we've got loads of characters like you've got so many characters to choose from you can go back and do so much fun stuff. Can you want to hit him with the next question? Sure. What was the sort of driving factor behind a push for a collaborative Ooh. effort kind of like this? Uh, we've seen you know, some things where, you know, maybe a channel might bounce off of one another, like we had an interview with Stefan, um, and then Dan interviewed Richard. Um, but something of this magnitude has never even been attempted before. Uh, I feel really cocky saying this, because I feel like it's like a, like a Vince McMahon kind of thing. Uh, why, the, why the heck not? <laughs> like seriously, we we live we live like my my personal opinion is we live in a time where technology is literally at our fingertips. Um, because of coronavirus, which is an unfortunate thing, it's affected a lot more people. Not just us nerds who love playing with cards. It's affected the world. Uh, we need to rethink about a lot of things. And I was like, why not bring people together and. This is like the perfect opportunity because uh, not just uh, people have been playing stuff online, like Vector Sigma have done an online tournament. They're running one right now because the stores can't do anything. And, you know, why not try a collaboration with all these channels? Why not try and stuff? Because guess what? The, the funniest thing is if it fails, it fails. And all you do is like, well, we tried. But it's not something we took lightly because obviously... There's a lot of people involved and there's a lot of different time zones, but if you actually plan it and get it calculated down, it can be really effective. And also the fact is, you make a lot of new friends from across the pond. Because trust me, I know for a fact I have a lot of friends in Colorado, and I know that uh, Jamie from Power by Primus is in, in Colorado, and if I said, oh yeah, I'm visiting your area, guaranteed he'd be like, uh, bring your cards and come to the local store, please. <laughs> you know, and that's what I would do. And I think, I think that's the best thing about this is, um, just to give a sneak peek for episode three, I think Dan and Mondo are literally having a normal conversation halfway through the battle report. And it's like, <laughs> we would never have met each other if it wasn't for this collaboration, but we have something that's in common. And it's really cool to see literally genuine people who have no idea who they are just generally have a love for a specific, uh, a specific topic and then basically run with it or a hobby. And it's really, really cool to see that actually in the edit where you just go, man, these people have just been thrown together by some guy in England and now they've kind of like nerd friends. This is cool. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm not going to say I'm the Vince McMahon or anything like that, but <laughs> I think I think you just got to try and try and take risks. I think I think that's the one thing in life. You, It's it's. You learn more from your mistakes than you do from your successes. Like, it's really funny, like, 
a lot of people will say, oh, you did a good job, did a good job, but you always feel like, okay, cool, I did. But then if you mess up, a lot of people say, you messed up, but here's why. And you always learn from those experiences more from than your successes, I believe. And uh, yeah, so that's why we're going to try and get 20 people to try and play cards over the internet and uh, basically put it on YouTube. Sounds crazy, but you know, we're I'm on I'm editing like episode 6 right now, guys. So <laughs> it seems to be working right now, so uh, I can't can't complain. That's awesome. And it's kind of undeniable this is a ton of work for y'all. Uh, you in particular it sounds like. Um, so I imagine that obviously if you're going to pour, pour this much effort into something that you really really are trying to ensure that it's a success when everything shakes out. So what would you say are some of the hallmarks that you guys are looking for that would really make it feel like this was a successful effort and an, a venture that maybe like sets a precedent going forward? Um, I would say it's just the genuine uh, reaction you have between people in games. Like, I think you see it a little bit in Dan's and Corey's game in episode two. Like, Dan and Corey in round one kind of didn't know each other. In round two, they're kind of starting to make jokes a little bit. In round three, they're already laughing and talking about stuff and they're going, hey, we could try this, you could try that, that's really cool. They did not know each other like a week ago. <laughs> like, they did not know them, uh, know each other, but now they're like mates, like nerd mates. Like, <laughs> the best kind. It is, it is the best kind, honestly. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's just, we want, we want people to take risks. Like, I feel like sometimes we kind of put like celebrities and others like in the limelight and we go like oh i wonder if we could do this or we could do that and ask questions don't don't be afraid ask questions like when i went to the energon open i didn't expect to sit down with drew and then have a really awesome 45 minute conversation with him and then play a game with a guy that you know was like oh yeah i know you like ultra magnus so uh why don't you try my magnus deck out and give me some pointers and i was like oh don't yeah, I'm taking up a lot of your time. He's like, no, let's go. And then we basically talked about like stuff other than the game. Like he was he was there obviously for the for the tournament in London, but he was going to my neck of the woods to go go to the GW uh, studios and yeah, spend money on toy soldiers, guys. Yeah, that's uh, that's what we do. We take your money, just GW. We take all your money. But um, no, it was really cool because it is kind of fun like that because um, you know you you do genuinely just have a have a love for a card game. But then you realize, oh yeah, these people have the same love for me, for the same game that I have. So we have a common interest. Sure, we might not get along and we might be a bit weird, but at the end of the day, it's just just taking risks. And that's why this is a huge risk because, you know, I'm, I'm not going to lie, I've narrowed it down to 20. My, my inbox was like a bigger number than 20. And I just wanted to say like, we will have you on at some point, but I just wanted to have these people at the moment, if that's okay. And You'd be surprised how kind people are. Some people were like, okay, thank you very much. Thanks for the opportunity. Some people were like, oh, come on, please, come on. I want to be a part of this. It'll be great. <laughs> and then you had some people who I can't really explain on a podcast would leave uh, educational messages and you think, so I do feel like Vince McMahon. Uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's all about taking risks. And uh, the, uh, it should be good fun. And uh, it's, it's, it's enjoyable for us because I think it was a kind of an accidental blessing when we lost all our work. We were like, what can we do now? Because we do call battle reports. We do it a bit different to everyone else. We call them battle reports, for goodness sake. People get confused by that period instead of just the game. Um, why not take a, take a risk? Why not try something 
and that's what we're doing. That's why we're doing this uh, lovely deck tech challenge. Man, this is just so awesome. Um, how long is the deck check deck tech challenge supposed to run, and how can uh, people find it and engage with it? Okay, so this is this is the bold claim. You guys have not <laughs> signed anything. You guys can walk away at any point, but there's twenty of you. You're all gonna play each other once, hopefully. Fingers crossed. Yeah, that's hopefully. the, that's the that's that'd the be bold, awesome. That's the boldest play. That's that's the, that's the boldest thing. But obviously, we've got people who have done stuff uh, online. Like obviously, uh, Dan, Scott, and the guys at Vector Sigma. Those guys know what they're doing, so we can always lean on them to ask for for a little bit of help. But we've also got other people on this who have, you know, so many amazing things going on on their own channels. Like. Let's, let's, let's look at um, Def T, uh, TF, for example. Let's look at Stefan's channel. Stefan doesn't really do battle reports as much, but he gives amazing deck techs. Like, mm -hmm. he is a master. He is, he is Akuma, okay? He is Akuma, as his, as his username states. He is Akuma of deck building. Team rolling, yeah. Exactly. So uh, I, I need to talk to him about actually making a cool, cool kind of Akuma intro for him. That'd be pretty funny. So every time you beat him, it'll be hilarious. Um, <laughs> but, but then you've got you've got others like Jamie from Powered by Primus, who, you know, draws his own art. He's basically running his own website and stuff like that. Um, you've also got um, Fred from Kindle Hobbies in Malaysia, of all places, who basically is the hub for people who play the Transformers in the TCG in Malaysia. And the idea is um, with this is we want it to just spread like wildfire. So we haven't really thought that far ahead about how people can get involved in it. Obviously, we've got the private group on Facebook to basically talk all about like, you know, how uh, your fights and, and how it's going and how, how you guys coping with life etc because that's the one thing i want to do when i come across when i'm doing a collaboration is like i don't want to feel like a, a like a ball and chain i want to make sure that everyone's still having fun is everyone okay anyone want to back out that's perfectly fine we can completely understand that but we want it we want them just to watch the video because the videos basically tell you what to do and then hopefully um you guys obviously who are taking part in this challenge can also spread it around in your local communities because i think word of mouth is also really really strong with certain games like this because if if you think about most like card games like not a lot of people know like i didn't even know there was like world championships for magic the gathering that's how crazy it is for me i didn't know there was like stuff for pokemon Yu-Gi-Oh, and all these other things unless you asked people or you use the internet i forgot to use the internet or but most of the, most of the time it was just like we want it just to spread out on other channels as well so if they want to, they can just get in touch with me. I'm on the Facebook, and I'm in I'm in the in the Facebook group for the TCG. You can find me there if you wanna if you want to do some some of these challenges on your channel. You can just have the graphics and stuff, and I'm willing to give them away. Like I just want to promote the game and to promote the community, and I just want to get more content creators who do a lot of work. Uh, but don't get a lot of joy uh, on the views and stuff like that because I know we all have a passion for this and I know mm -hmm. it's very niche as well it's very very niche but it, it does you do realize at some points in your it, when you're editing and stuff like that it's like what's the point I'm only gonna get 10 views or whatever but then you realize it's one of those things where you go to a convention or you go to like a game tournament and someone comes up to you and goes like, hey man, I really enjoy your videos. I was like, you sound like that guy from that channel. Are you that guy? That kind of <laughs> just makes it 
makes it all worth it. One of <laughs> one of my hilarious highlights, which was one of the most scariest and also funniest things I ever had, was I got really drunk at a, uh, a war machine of convention, which is like a miniatures <laughs> game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got absolutely shit faced. It was really really bad. Uh, and I went, uh, and the funniest thing was there was a McDonald's right down the road from where this was. And I and I'm going there and I'm stumbling with uh, some of my friends and I'm just basically trying to find my wallet. I don't know where my wallet was. It was in my uh, hotel room, just so you guys don't have to worry too oh, much. That's so, um, that's so much yeah, it's so good. Uh, oh, and I couldn't find it. Yes. And then, I, and then a, uh, uh, a couple from Belgium bought me a Big Mac meal and then sat down and told me they watched my videos and really loved my podcast and loads of other fun stuff. And it's it's kind of little interactions like that which make it makes it all worth it. And also the fact that you can just... like I think, I think the best thing which Wizards do really, really well is when a new set's coming out, they actually do talk to content creators and they do give you kind of like sneaky spoilers or you ask the question, hey, can I have a spoiler card? That'd be amazing. Um, and they will give it you, which is really, really cool. We forgot to ask, uh, but I also think we're, but, but, but we also think we're out of favor with Wizards just because we, we kind of, took a, a ginormous dump on one of the cards they gave us. But Kai mm. gave it me for my deck tech challenge, which I use. So Which is which 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 card is it? Forgive me. Special delivery. We got special delivery, which was move one damage token from your character to another mm-hmm. character. The at the, pip, at, yeah. yeah, the black pip. So at the point where the game was, we were like, this card doesn't make any sense. Seeming the cards we got before were metal detector banging card and uh micro capacitor which is absolutely amazing with sound wave and i was like man we got a we got we got a mixed bag of cards but i'm still grateful for wizards to giving me cards and you know we're gonna ask again when the new wave comes like we would love to do some spoilers and and you know just we're here to do stuff but i think because we do other content on our channel we're not focused as other channels but going forward we've kind of just gone right Transformers is our thing. That's our main thing. We're going to keep pushing. We'll have our side projects of fun videos, which are coming down the pipeline. But our main thing on our channel is the TCG. That's awesome. Hey, bet back to uh, getting some of the cards that you've been ragging on. Yes. I got Autobot World. Did you oh, really? man. Good job. I oh, did. I did. And like every podcast, it seems uh, we have at least one uh, whirl joke. So. And I, I had I had the choice between Whirl or uh, Waveform Mirage, <laughs> and I was like, you know what, I, I'm I'm playing Whirl. You got to play Whirl. You've got to. <laughs> of course, of course, you've got to play it. Even if you have to proxy it, you have to play it. Oh, I oh I opened one, of course. <laughs> so did I. Okay, nice. Like I I think my my STRs I pulled. Well, obviously my unboxing video. You saw I got a Night Racer, which was ridiculous. But mm-hmm. the one beforehand, I got Tracks, and Tracks was actually one I really wanted out of this set like that guy has the most stupidish posh voice ever in the tv series he really does yes. he does so you know for a fact if i'm using him in a battle report i've gone into my archive of oh, uh, footage of finding yeah. the worst clips so yeah my, my my notification on my phone right now is optimus prime going hmm a booby trap made to catch boobies and like my mum literally the other day was like what was that and I was I was like it's my notification mum don't worry about it and she was like that was Optimus Prime and like I could I could understand like yeah yeah it is mum sorry and he was she was just like you watch some weird things I was like no that's from the cartoon that's nothing else mum <laughs> trust me yeah. but no I, uh, I I do apologize to the viewers for laughing over your entire response there 
Oh, fine. Um, Don't worry about it. It's all good. <laughs> um, so my question is, uh, to, to bring us a little bit back around, um, yeah. so one of the things I really like about the, the Deck Tech Challenge is because it kind of feels like it's very much in the spirit of the community at large. One of the things mm. that I think the points that have been hammered home over time is kind of the idea that this community has been like really receptive to one another as opposed to uh, like there's some toxicity that can be bred in these competitive style games, these TCGs. Um, and I've experienced it firsthand in some other ones that I've played, and I know I'm not the only person who's done something like that. I think, you know, Kai comes from Yu-Gi-Oh, which is a notoriously toxic community. Mm. Um, no offense to anyone in there, uh, just from what I've heard and seen in my yeah, friends we've, we've, we've seen it. We're, we're, it's, 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 it's true. There is some, some card, you know, games out there. I've seen it. I've seen it at Dragon Ball tournaments where I've <laughs> kind of been like, wow, okay. Yeah, and my, wow. my point was that... <laughs> Uh, this this effort, this this large scale collaboration, which hopefully is not the, you know, the first of many, right? But like, also seems like it's kind of uh, you know a microcosm of that larger spirit amongst people that participate in this game, and I really love that. So I want to know how you guys are going to top it. What what else do you have in your in your in kind of like your uh, your what's the word I'm looking for? The hopper or something like that. Well, um, <laughs> uh, on the spot. Wizards- I know, it's perfectly fine. Wizards are amazing. Wizards are great. I'm not trying to brown nose them as I give them this answer. Wizards are awesome. I really love it. Um, but for us personally in England, this is not me trying to dab or point fingers at anyone. Um, America, you get a lot of love. You you have like pro tours, you have prize tournaments. There's nothing in the UK. There's nothing. So for us coming into this, we were like, let's do it on the internet. There's there's people in our community that are afraid to kind of go and take risks. Uh, Mondo, for example, who's a part of the challenge, part of the Facebook community, he's the only guy at the moment I know who's ran a tournament. Mike was supposed to be running a tournament in June. I have plans for one in November. But I think it's basically for us, we want to, we need people to be like at the, the front of the army, basically with a megaphone saying, we want to do this. What's the worst thing that can happen? People will yell at saying you're doing a terrible job. Okay, cool. Well, help me. And that's why the one thing we've done with this community challenge is we want people for, uh, to be inspired in the community to do this and be a part of it. Because I think that's the one thing I found with this community is we all love about we all love this card game. But at the end of the day, I think a lot of us love the fact that we were kids once and we all were on the playgrounds and we all owned our toys. I had a crappy hot rod. I'm looking at it right now. It's on my desk. Some people are really cool, and they owned an Optimus Prime or a Megatron. You know, they were well-off kids. Or you couldn't afford it, and you had a baby Bumblebee or something like that. You have some sort of love for this, for this, you know, the Transformers. Like, a prime example, I, I, I always love talking to Brian at um, Wreck and Rule because he is a huge figure nut. Like, he loves the figures. Like, every photo you see when they post in the community, he's got it posing with some sort of figure. Joe, Look at Joe's background in his studio. Look at Nick at Blues on Attack. His studio video he just did. Oh, my gosh. Holy cow, guys. Like, these are the people that we all are kind of in a way. We all love this game, and we all love Transformers. We have our niche things. But we want, we want to just have fun. Like, mm. come on. Mm. Like... We want to just, yeah, we just want the community to just be, you know, more than just like, like, you know, we just play this card game. We, we, we all have a passion for this lovely 
lovely medium which is called the Transformers, whether it be the comics, the hilarious TV show, it is hilarious, or dare I say it, the further series like Beast Wars and stuff like that, which yeah. I got old, yeah. I got older, so I didn't really, you know, watch those kind of things. I was into more like Batman the Animated Series and other stuff like that when I got older, so Beast Wars kind of was like lost in it and stuff like that. But I think I think that's the, the, the most interesting thing about our community is we've got people from different backgrounds who are bringing that to the table, which I think is really, really cool. Absolutely. Um, you know, I, I think that's, that probably closes it as far as questions we have specifically about uh, cool. Deck Tech Challenge. Um, and let, you know, for those of you who either haven't been paying attention or need a little quick reminder, you can find that on the channel for Bleed Up Productions over on YouTube. Uh, like and subscribe. They deserve the they deserve your your patronage. Um, <laughs> but Ken and I had a couple other talking points. Uh, sure. Just some general kind of like, you know, we're trying to get to know other people who are content creators in the community as well. So thought we hit on something cool. like that real quick. You mind? Yeah, sure. Yeah, no, that's perfectly fine. That's awesome. That's what I'm here for. So yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Awesome. Well, Wave 5 has just come out. Um, I think we're all very, very excited about this set and the power level of it and all the, you know, modularization that you can do with the Titan Masters and kind of make it your own thing and the way you want to play. Have you really gotten to play much of uh, Wave 5 either with physical cards or proxies after the spoilers were released? Um, and do you have any favorite cards that you've uh, been able to play with? Okay, yeah. Um, right, so... And don't you dare say belligerence is your favorite. <laughs> okay. If you do, um, I'm editing it out. That's, that's perfectly fine. I'll, I'll leave I'll leave the, the boys of Blues on Attack who, who revealed that card to basically be uh, the communists of our whole party who basically have ruined the game for us, obviously. No. Nice. Um, <laughs> one of the greatest spoilers ever, though, is them being blues on attack. Yeah, it was really, really good. Yeah, those guys are awesome. I really like Nick and Nick and the guys. Really, really good. A group, great group, great group of guys. Um, but no, yeah, so Wave 5. Um, to be honest, this is my honest opinion when it comes comes to spoilers and stuff like that. I stay away from it a little bit because I'm just like, I'd rather have it like fresh in my mind. But being a content creator, it's hard to uh, to avoid that. So when they started leaking them out, I was like, cool, this looks really different. But I won't play it quite yet. Then Corona happened. And then the, the community kind of started going into like making private groups and public groups of webcam games where they could still play uh, the game Transformers uh, so they can just keep uh, you know in the in the loop of all their uh, local communities and um, I kind of was like cool yeah I'll, I'll play a little bit and then obviously as the cards got treacled out slowly but surely um, yeah people started uh, playing more and more and more and then uh, yeah I started playing a little bit um, uh, I think it's a cop-out, but it's a really good cop-out. Uh, I think Fort Max is bonkers good. Like, holy cow. But then the problem is, everyone knows I like playing with the massive big boys. I'm a, I'm a Titan fanatic. Give me Scorponok already, people. Come on. Yeah. We can both. Yeah, I, I'm a huge Scorponok fan. I mean, huge. So, yeah. It only, I'm, I'm it ready for that guy to come out. Yeah. And I hope he's tier one when he comes out. Mm. Wizards, yeah, me too. You hear that? Tier one. Yeah, 
<laughs> tier one, we want tier one for this podcast. They're not <laughs> listening to this, going, "Oh, I really, I wonder what the power level of Scorpion should be." Oh, thanks. <laughs> no, no, I but know, I'm no. saying it jokingly. I'm saying, but it's perfectly fine. But not Drew. jokingly. Yeah, we're okay. not joking at all, though. <laughs> Drew, if you're listening, Matt, if you're listening, Scorpion, Ken, Ken as well, Ken, Ken, Ken. Okay, we can't forget about Ken. Sorry, mm-hmm. Ken. I apologize. <laughs> yeah, it's his but, game. Scorpionock, please make him good. All right, no, yeah. So uh, the best thing, one. the best thing, tier one, tier one, please. Uh, no, but I think I, th- I like playing with Titans. Like uh, my first major competitive deck I built was Metroplex because the first thing uh, I saw was like, cool, I love Metroplex and I love Triptychon. Okay, Triptychon is not out yet when Metroplex was out, so I was like, cool, I'll play Metroplex. And everyone's like, he's garbage, he's terrible, and I was like. Challenge accepted. What do you mean? I'm just going to play Metroplex. I'm just going to play Metroplex and I'm going to make him work. So I got my ass handed to me many, many a times, I can gladly say. Uh, but it made me better and uh, deck building and also thinking outside the box for the big guy. And then I crazily decided to take him to the Energon Open in London and I got 13th with him, which kind of scared a lot of people because I believe Mark, who was the other Metroplex player. He got like 11th or 10th, and we were the only two running Metroplex. Uh, And they were just like, oh, Metroplex, that's interesting. And then when they saw it, they're like, oh yeah, I forgot he does all these cool things. And I was like, yeah, isn't it fun? Not for (laughs) you, but it's great for me. My my round one opponent at the Energon Invitational was playing Metroplex. Yeah, so much fun. He's so much fun. But I think I think that's the thing. I think uh, with this game is you need to find a, a character that suits you down to the bare bones. So like for me, uh, I I will always play Metroplex because I like the character. Like dare I say it, one of my favorite characters of all time is Rumble, who's a little cassette. I love playing uh, Soundwave, obviously, but um, I kind of have a, a bit of a a love love relationship with any uh, Decepticon or Autobot who basically looks like Brett the Hitman Hart from uh, WWE. So, mate, I fell in love with Blitzwing as the series went on, obviously, in the G1 cartoon. And then Wizards, yes, Ken, yes, Drew, yes, Matt, <laughs> you made Blitzwing and a little bit of my soul died. And it's perfectly fine. It's perfectly fine. We all got past it because then you made up for it because obviously when we talked to Drew, you know, they were the testers and then we got the amazingness which is Astro Train and Springer. So hopefully we get a, a better Blitzwing in the in the future. But no, go back to well. what... Yeah, I, I, I hope we do. Uh, but yeah, so going back to Wave 5, uh, yeah, Ultra uh, Ma- uh, Maximus Fortress Maximus Madman, he is, he is so good. Like... He's, if you build him correctly, he can make a lot of opponents cry. And it's really, really interesting too, because it's like, it's a, it's basically, he's a giant Russian doll. You blow him up, another cool, powerful guy comes out. You blow him up, then a smaller, not so powerful guy comes out. <laughs> um, but it's interesting because um, with, with him, obviously you do get Cerebros and you do get Fort Max right off the bat. And then it's picking the heads. Now, this is where, uh, a few members in my local community cannot, cannot, and will not put the wrong heads 
on other Transformers. I don't know what you guys, your guys' thoughts are, but um, <laughs> I, I'm I'm okay with it. But I, I just don't know. I don't know if I could see Cup's head on someone else's head, and you know, I can't see Preceptor's head on someone else's head. But yeah, I think that's the one thing about this this uh, set, which is really interesting. It's um, it's like you you mentioned earlier, which I always keep coming back to. It is very complex. It is really interesting. But Fort Max is like, I'm going to hit you really hard, and then I'm going to hit everyone else. And then I'm going to flip, and then I'm going to defend. And if I get these pips, I'm going to keep doing damage to you, which is kind of annoying, isn't it? Oh, yeah, there's one of me, and there's like three or four of you. Cool. Okay, I got those icons again. Everyone take one. Cool, including you. Okay, yeah. And you can keep dishing it out. And he does hit really, really hard, and he plays really unique and different, which I really, really like. Um, I've seen loads of other characters being played online, like, like I mentioned earlier, Sky Shadow. Seems to be quite prevalent, don't really mind, but the one thing I do really like about this wave is Decepticons finally seem to be at a place where they're scary and it's awesome because it was but for a very... Megatron. But not Megatron. Megatron. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think, I think, I think, I think, I think for me, I think Megatron is very, very good, but it comes down to you building him. Like, I think, I think a prime example of that is Mondo, who's also again in our uh, Deck Tech Challenge. He got, I believe, it's ninth, just missing out on the top eight um, with a General Megs deck, which no oh, one saw I coming. I love that deck. No one saw that history. coming, and then Drew was like, "Hey, can you do a write-up for me so we can put it on our website?" And then he came and did a lovely uh, video talking about it on our channel. And it was really interesting because I honestly think, I think it comes down to some some things like that. Because the one thing I cannot get my head around, and your listeners might not be able to get your head around, maybe you guys might not as well. <laughs> um, when I was talking to Drew off camera, Drew says Megatron living weapon is as powerful as Optimus Prime Battlefield Legend, and I and I was like, how? How is that possible? And he was like, you just got to think about the build. And he is on par with Battlefield Legend. And I was like, and that's that's haunted me for a very, very, very few nights when I go through the binder looking at it going like, Drew, what madness? What, what, are, what are you talking about? Like, it's I feel like it's like that, that scene from Karate Kid when Mr. Miyagi tells Daniel to go paint fences and loads of other stuff. And it's like, what's this got to do with karate, you know? It doesn't make any sense. But yeah, Wave 5, some really awesome stuff. I'm not... I, do you want me to talk about battle cards? Because I can't say the B word. Because I think that triggers Kent. And it actually triggers you, Rich, I think. I, okay, look. Less so than Kent. <laughs> Kent... Ken has an animosity that is best described in words that, like, $5 words, like vitriol or vehemence, right? Um, yeah, I just, I I feel like the first four um, waves of this game have been highly, highly skill-based, and that's one of the things that has really attracted me to Transformers. Um, you know, one of the things I did not like about Magic was... Hey, you know, you put together the, you know, the best deck, you play test so you know all the matchups, you fly across the country and pay all this money to play in a tournament and then get mana screwed or mana flooded. Um, that's not cool. That's not a test of skill at that point. It takes the skill out of the game. And for the B word, 
belligerence. <laughs> it, it is one of those cards that. Can we that please start calling it that? Can we start calling the it word? Can we yeah. call it the B word? I'll, I'll have to tell Kai and I'll have to tell Joel later. Yeah, so it, you guys, you need, to, you need to make those t shirts. Make those t shirts. <laughs> yeah. Wait, the B word. You, have to, you have to get at least like a little bit of the cut because that was, that was kind of your, your, your doing. That's it's fine. Just send me a t shirt. It's perfectly fine. Or put it on a <laughs> beanie. I don't know. It'd be good. It's all good. All right, all right. <laughs> the thing about that card is, is like, it's a just oops, I win card. And like, mm -hmm. that's, it takes the skill out of the game. Um, mm. And especially when there's, you know, cards like Perceptor and there's other ways too for them to just dig for it. Mm. And like, oh, there it is. Look, I got it. And now you die. Now you lose. <laughs> and it's just, um, it, I, I love this game so much. I just don't care for cards that take the skill out okay. of the game. But. So, so, so my question is then uh, to to throw throw it back at you then, Ken, would be um and and probably uh, probably Rich as well. So obviously there's certain cards that kind of slowly trigger us. Um, obviously the B word is I, I can I can agree with some things that you agree with, Ken. Um, but like what what about like daring escape? What about like um, the infinite combo decks that you can see that that obviously have been ruled out? I'm really sorry. I'm really sad that swap parts. Like left, that was swap, amazing swap for combiners. Swap parts had to go. It had to it was go. So good. Swap parts died for peace through tyranny's sins. Yeah, I know. Hey. Hot take. Hot take. <laughs> now swap parts had to, had to go. I mean, in wave two, I had um, what I would consider is the first combo deck that came out, um, and that was you know Thundercracker and three other specialists. And I could KO Metroplex in one hit and then mm -hmm. send over more damage to, um, you know, one of his little guys and kill that too with a steamroll. And I mean, yep. like, swap parts had to go. And that mm -hmm. card has no business coming back either. Like, okay. Just, just, just so you know, I mean, I, I am like a combo player. That is kind of my specialty. Yeah, I really it. love combo, and I, I love daring escape, um, and I, I think that daring escape is fine as long as it's going off on like turn four. If it's yeah. going off on turn one or two, which I did do that on stream, <laughs> and that's not okay. To me, it, did it too. Yeah, me. to Richard on on stream at a tournament, um, and then. Uh, multi-mission gear was banned three days later which was amazing yeah, yeah um, but 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 to know me from that tournament though because i sideboarded down to jetfire and they're like what's this crazy person yeah i was i was <laughs> like what is he doing but no that was actually a really good strategy i i thought it was pretty brilliant uh actually Richard. Nice. uh very interesting improvisation um in the moment but anyways combo is an archetype that should exist it is Cool. It fights at a, on a way different axis than any other, you know, deck archetype can. I think it tests deck builders in a different way than any other, you know, archetype in in the game possibly could. I just don't think it should go off on turn one or two. That and right now, well, I can't say that, um, but <laughs> it should not go off on turn one or two and if it does you know three usually four 
that's fine because you can disrupt it. You can put pressure on it and knock them off their game. You know, I I have I actually really hated Daring Escape for a while. I loved Overwhelming Advantage because it didn't outright say win the game on it. Mm. I thought that having having battle cards that say win the game on it um, kind of takes away from the fact that this game is really about the characters. The IP is about the characters. The stories are about the characters. So the gameplay, to my in my opinion, should be about the characters. But um, I reverse my opinion in Wave Five. I think that what they finally did was they gave people tools to combat it effectively in a, at a variety of stars. I don't even think it has to be the hard hate, right? Like, obviously, Autobot Gears and Turbo Board are, uh, I guess Gears is stratagem, and Turbo Board are incredibly effective against the combo decks. But it's not just those cards. There's even some, uh, there are some playable heads that are really good against those cards. Horrible in certain, like, you know, instances can be used strategically to help like whittle down the side pieces on like the Springer combo, combo, combo deck or something like that, right? Or you can have a hold, a hold not hold the line, what's the um, speed trap? Speed trap, yeah. counter espionage, uh, even um, what's the, what's Chrome Dome? Chrome Dome being able to take like EMP waves out of the EMP wave like combo deck yeah, that's forever. True. Like those are forever. all real interaction points that are totally defensible to include in your deck. And what I'm really about, like, so what, in my opinion, They've, they've finally put in like enough, I think, stop gaps where I'm okay with the card being there. But in wave four, I was really not about it, exi it existing, personally. It, it, yeah. was, it was fine after the multi-mission gear uh, banning in wave four. I mean, because again, like every major tournament after that, combo like might make top eight, but never got further than that. And yeah. then like it, Pro Play Tour Orlando, the championship, which I think has been the most competitive tournament that they've ever, that's been had at this point. Um, just lots of really strong players who really knew the format well. I mean, Combo just couldn't get in. I don't think it cracked top, top 16. So, um, and there were we have Combo them. decks there. So it was just, but there's answers to it. So. Yeah, I think that's it. I think there's. I think that's what's the most interesting thing. I think. I think you kind of nailed it right on the head there, Clint. This wave definitely does a lot of answering. One, the one thing I can, I can say, this wave definitely does, is uh, indirect damage. There's a ton. There's a ton of it's that. It's never in this ending. It is. It's um. It does seem to take a little bit of the fun out of uh, out of right. My big robot is going to punch your robot in the face, kind of in a way. Like, yeah, um, I played a game today with my good friend Ben, who's also part of uh, a lovely challenge. Um, and he was running Beasts. Uh, he calls them the Beastie Boys, which is really funny. That is great. Um, a good deck name should never be underappreciated. Oh, no. Um, it, it was uh, it was very, uh, uh, very educational. Let's just say uh, Horrible is... Um, yeah, I, I, I really am coming to, to grips with possibly saying maybe the card of the set. Because he's he's one of those characters which you're kind of like ah, I don't know what he does and then when you realise the opportunities you can do with him and the things he can do outside of like not attacking is very very strong like <laughs> it is very insane is the best way of describing it like some of some he is the best bot they've ever printed and oh that's old Cam it it's it's yeah it's it's to the point where I think it's degenerate. 
That's not everybody's opinion. Just <laughs> right? anyone who's listening at home, not everybody's opinion is Kent's the sky is falling opinion. I don't know. I, I um, it's very strong. I think I think the most the most interesting card I think, uh, which uh, obviously B word is obviously a very scary card. I think the count <laughs> the uh, the counter espionage. I love it. D- D- WTF? Like, what? Who saw that card coming? Oh wait a minute, none of us. And how mad that card is, is it's up there at this precise moment in time because everyone's floating around with secret actions now. They seem to be everywhere. Let's turn this action into a secret action. I love it. Like, if it's not a normal action, it must be secret. So you need to kind of possibly, possibly sideboard that card now, yeah, which I is mean, a thing. Did you did you listen? Did you get a chance to listen to uh, us? We got to interview Drew uh, last week. Did you have any chance to listen to that? Probably not. No, uh, no, because of my editing, unfortunately. Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're, you're in a lot of you're in a lot of like time crunch here. I understand. <laughs> but one of the things he mentioned was that specifically in Wave Five, they were trying to push uh, kind of like the horizon on secret actions. What kind of to- what kind of you could include? What they all did? How powerful they were? That was like a major intentional push in Wave Five. And he said about the card counter espionage specifically that he and the team love designing quote-unquote mini-game cards mm. where they reward a player for, for reading a situation correctly, for recording information over the course of a game, uh, which is something we did talk about in a previous podcast. Um, but like these mini-game cards, these cards that kind of like produce these big moments, these kind of like swells of anticipation, uh, that they are thoroughly fun to design and to mm. play with and i think that's something that's been echoed when we've been playing would you say so ken absolutely and and i love that design space and the fact that they are making cards that that um reflect everything that you just said i mean you put it perfectly mm. i mean i was just so- quoting ken <laughs> i was quoting i was quoting uh sorry drew quoting drew so, so then to throw, throw it back, uh, the ball back in your court, then guys. Uh, what's what's your favorite characters then from from Wave Five that you guys are, are loving right now? Uh, that that have kind of uh, tickled your fancy, should we say, here in England? Man, I I love Pounce. I mean, that card is really strong and mm-hmm. really fun to play with. Uh, one of the problems with Blue is it doesn't have like a big beater and that guy gets big really fast and yeah he's just he's a lot of fun he also lets you you know search a little bit on top of your deck and i i wish he had one more life point but man you can't have everything (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i wish if he had one more life point i think uh things would be a little different and that's how much i've played that card like <laughs> against a variety of matchups my my first instinct and the card i was highest on from the beginning of spoilers was sky shadow i was high on sky shadow for forever but that feels like a cop out to your answer or to the question you're asking so that's perfectly gonna, fine we all I'm know he wanted we, we all we all knew that should have been overlord but no you keep going it's fine yeah, so so. Dang, I'm gonna, I'm gonna and change. you're so you're so right, but, but I but think the they're thing saving is, Drew, Drew mentioned for... this. Drew, Drew did mention this that there was gonna be. He said at the energy of our interview that there was gonna be cards coming out in the next couple of waves that are basically testers for other characters that are coming out. So if mm-hmm. everyone loves Sky Sky Shadow, 
God help us when Overlord arrives, guys. If, yeah. Gosh, man, it's going to be freaking dope. Seriously. Awesome. awesome. Overlord is one that. of my favorite characters. And... Yeah, I, th I think I think if they do him on justice, I think I would probably be like, right, Blitzwing has been like not good. Overlord, mate, if, if Overlord, like even Cup got a, a bit of a nice boost in this wave, which is well. But anyway, sorry, uh, you go. Sorry, I'm, I'm rambling on. Go on, Clint. Uh, what are you saying? Uh, sorry, sorry, Rich. Uh, uh, yeah, so I was going to say that my non cap out answer, my non just like really powerful, competitively, you know, viable <laughs> card is Chrome Dome. I okay. love Chrome Dome. Kent can attest to this that there's been a Chrome Dome in too many sideboards <laughs> for when I've been building things in the Google Drive. Um, yeah, <laughs> and I think the card. I think the card is 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 good enough that like it's it's substantial like uh, combo hate if any of the combo decks come back. Um, so I think it's a card that could see sideboard play there. I think it's just short on stats for it um, actually being like a super viable main deck character for your main lineup. But I think as a targeted sideboard character, I think it could be really really effective. Also. I just love like just specialist tags on it. Like anything that has that has a specialist tag on it right now, I'm just in love with because of the fact that belligerence means tough isn't really a super viable strategy to play defensively. This sturdy mm. armor has been a thing I've been really heavily leaning on. So, mm. yeah. Well, I think I think that's a, a good thing to bring up against the B word. Like Chrome Dome can stop the B word really really well. If they don't, I, if they have it in hand, they have to. Yeah, they, have it in they, hand. they have to have it in hand. Yeah, that is true, actually. Yeah. And it's always on top of their deck. That's the thing about the B word. <laughs> it is. It truly is. Uh, the worst or, thing or, is well, or if... my favorite is like I will espionage it out of their hand, and then they just draw another one, and you're like, mm. so much skill. <laughs> <laughs> you really outplayed me, didn't you? Oh man, this 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 podcast has turned scathing. So, I absolutely love it. The I absolutely love it. There's, there's some deep cuts on this uh, this podcast. I absolutely love it. So, so you guys, obviously, the listeners here are getting again to see the hive mind right now, uh, effectively fighting each other. So it's not all lovey dovey in these studios, guys. So I can tell you, Mike Mike broke me on one of my bow reports, Didn't and he really? broke me. Really? Oh, he broke me over Ratbat. Ratbat broke me. I'm I'm kind of a mellow guy. Like this is okay. the funniest thing is, uh, I broke Mike on a battle report when how we do our battle reports is we basically when we come to filming we have three decks, we roll the dice and I go okay it's this deck and then they roll the dice cool you're playing that deck so we have no idea what we're going up against. So our last three battle reports we did was one was a daring escape deck into my black ops deck which basically was like. I give you the giant middle finger to play any cards or stop escaping and basically you're not allowed to do anything because everyone forgot about Skywarp in Wave 3. He was absolutely incredible. Yeah, that guy. Yep. Um, with, I believe it was Thundercracker uh, from Wave 4 and Trigger Happy. And my god, that deck scared a lot of people recently, which was fun. Uh, and then I broke Mike because he couldn't daring escape, which was kind of sad for him. And then he broke me when we hilariously rolled dice and we both said, okay, I've never played this character before, neither have I, cool. And then when we revealed the cards, we had a, a mirror match of Soundwave. Uh, <laughs> and he, I ran Soundwave with Ravage and Laserbeak and he ran it with, I believe it was Ratbat and Laserbeak and Soundwave. 
So it was kind of weird. So he had more he had more star cards and I had more bots or whatever. But yeah, Ratbat's ability of flipping that card and then healing. Oh my god, I've never been so triggered in my life. Like, I'm pretty positive I killed that bat like three times in one single game. But he just kept healing. And I and it was just oh man, it triggered me so much. It just triggered me so much. And but I think that's the best thing about like when you record battle reports and stuff like that, because like, you get to know people's personalities a little bit. Like, even when you're at the game store, I think sometimes you're kind of hesitant to, to be your normal self. But I can tell you now, the guys in my community know that I play absolute jank. And if I'm winning for some weird reason, it's either I've got, like, a secret deck that I'm amazing at or I've been avoiding people and uh, then I'm going to get beat down. That's basically how it how it works uh, in, my, in my meta. But no... Pounce is um, an interesting one. Did you get? Did you get? Have you pulled a pounce? Then, yeah, uh, I, I pulled uh, everything but a windsweeper, and I really want a windsweeper. Hmm. Okay. Well, so are you? Are you? Are you now asking people kindly on a podcast if you have a spare windsweeper? <laughs> I would love to trade for a spare windsweeper. You know, let's let's convert. Let's do it. Let's just let's get let's it going. Let's get it going. We'll try. We'll try to to hold the trade talks until after the actual <laughs> podcast recording. <laughs> um, well, no, just for, for the sake of our listeners, you know, just to keep it in a reasonable lengthwise. Um, <laughs> Lee, do you have any other questions for us before we we start closing things up? Uh, no, it's, it's actually really really cool just seeing getting your guys' general thoughts on like. Um, obviously you've said there's certain characters you guys are really really looking forward to playing was there any like when it came to opening boxes and stuff like that I know like I I we're all like seven-year-olds aren't we we love oh, we love opening up boosters when uh, obviously it's easier to go online and buy a card for like 10 pence but you know it's easier to just open up a booster and go like what have I got what have I got what was the what was the one thing you really wanted to get in a booster because obviously it sounds like you got everything uh, uh, Ken, from the sounds of it, except the one card you you wanted to wanted to get. Um, but Rich, what was what was the one that you wanted to get? Honestly, I I like opening the Titan packs that they've had in the last two waves. Okay. I like oh, just the giant pack at the bottom, you know, digging <laughs> out the digging the divider out of the box and opening finding that giant pack. And because you know, Trypticon had his three little bots that he deploys, right? Yeah. And then you've also got Cerebros and Emissary in the Fort Max one. So it's, yeah. it's almost like you're opening um, like a prize that comes with a kitty meal, to reference the seven-year-old <laughs> metaphor one more time. It's uh, true. So and true. It's, it, it's this giant, you know, this giant wrapper that you're tearing open. It's just, it's just awesome. Like, I don't know why, but there's something viscerally enjoyable about that for me. Yeah. Trip, Trypticon's got game. Not not just because of the B word. Uh, he's got he's I'm I've built like uh, an iteration right now which is very very strong. I don't know I how good it is against. Do. Yeah, I wasn't I was I haven't played it against any titans yet, but uh, or any of the you know the headmasters or anything like that. But against other competitive decks and stuff, it's kind of held its own, which is kind of shocking how it was like in the pre to the previous wave. Interesting. I was gonna yeah. I was literally gonna give Trypticon to my next round opponent in a deck tech challenge. Do it if you if you pull me. Let's let's throw down. <laughs> like I'll, I'll even openly say it on this podcast, I want to play my Blitzwing. Give me Blitzwing. I own a Blitzwing. I rarely play it, but I would love to play it in the challenge now. There's a lot of good tank stuff. I want to go build that stuff. <laughs> nice. All right. uh, I, well, I would love to lose to Trypticon or Blitzwing. That would be awesome, right? It would be. If you're gonna I'd lose, be like, a great heck feeling. yeah, man. 
Okay, okay, so you heard it here first. If I do play Ken or I play Rich and I and they do lose, it wasn't because they wanted to, okay, people? <laughs> and it wasn't by chance or luck or the beat or anything like that. It's fine. I thought the pairings were randomly drawn. I hope the oh, they were. They were. viewers they can hear my air quotes. They were, they were completely random, so like, it was it was mad getting like, Steph and Jamie in the first round. As soon as that came through the, the computer, I was like, oh boy, there's there's two titans fighting right now. That's kind of interesting. Yeah, man. All right, well, Lee, uh, you're a saint for staying up this late to have a chat with us. And so we're going to dig deeper into the Deck Tech Challenge. Um, yeah. This is going to be awesome to you, the viewers mm. at home. The matchups are, continu pardon me, are continuing to roll out every couple of days or so. Uh, one to two times a week, according to our friend Lee here. That's the plan. That's the plan. <laughs> That's the plan. So make sure to check those out on YouTube uh, at Bleeped Up Productions. Bleeped, spelled how it sounds, um, as they do. Uh, I would also like to solemnly swear here that, like I said earlier, uh, Matifer and I will get our content to you and stop procrastinating about this. That's perfectly fine. You're so laid back, it's perfectly fine. You, you want to go to the gym, Matt's in Canada. He's so relaxed, it's okay. It's all good. <laughs> he just, he's just going to go beaver wrestling or something. It's perfectly fine. <laughs> beaver wrestling. Is that a, that feels like a euphemism, but that's not no. about... <laughs> no, it's just a thing. That's just a thing in Canada. Obviously, you know, they just they just fight beavers all the time. Not drifting, but just beaver. They just go, they go, that's their thing. You know, there's like bull fighting and all that in Spain. No, it's beaver wrestling in Canada. So, oh, um, man. What a plot twist. Yeah, yeah I know, know. eh? You know what? I, better, I, better, I better wrap this up before we get ourselves in any trouble. Um, <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> anyway, uh, that brings us to the close of episode 16 of the Transform Your Game podcast. I just wanted to reiterate once more how much we appreciate all of you out there in the ether listening, whatever, pro pardon me, whatever platform you're on. Uh, you can find our other episodes and more down the line on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, and Spotify. We've got links in the description for those. And if you found the input and information here valuable, you can find more strategy, analysis, tournament reports, and more like it at transformyourgame.net. We look forward to being back to speak to all y'all next week. But until that time, clear eyes, flip bots, can't lose. <laughs>